is in the know for Monday, August 9, the 221st day of 2021. There are 144 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. We'll have Where's Quacky Day Number 1 as the big push to the Ducking Hunger Regatta gets underway. We'll talk with Debbie Childress. We'll give you a chance to win. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Oh, I'm out of practice. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm it, good. It helps if you turn it on. Yeah. Yes. It it's a very important step, but uh, a, a small one. Uh, you made the big school drop off this morning. I did. So, uh, I how was did, so excited. How did that go? Back, it was uh, great. Back dropping off at Clarkson Elementary School. Yes. Yeah. And it's been quite a few years <laughs> since did, I've done that. Did you forget how to do it? Well, or so you... she asked me on the way. She's like, Mama, do you know how to get there? <laughs> oh, yes, baby, I do. <laughs> You've been there a time or two, but you didn't forget. Well, I did not that's forget. good. She's off to a good start uh, at, uh, at kindergarten at Clarkson Elementary yes. School, so it's, uh, it's it's good. She was uh, raring to go this morning. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, Tokyo, and even Great American Ballpark. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, you uh, had a big day at Great American Ballpark yesterday. Yeah, it was it was cool. My dad and I walked into the building, and we were walking through the concession stands, and all of a sudden we turn around, and, and there's Johnny Bench. Oh, really? Within probably 20 feet. Are you allowed uh, to be polite to Johnny Bench? See. There's some history in my family uh, between uh, Johnny Bench. I don't know if you, uh, yeah, yes, you remember that I, story. I know there uh, is. That's why I My wondered. dad, I think, said, I would like to shake his hand, but I don't really want to talk to him. <laughs> and then we were okay. sitting in our seats, and I look into one of the boxes, and there's a larger man with a white Reds hat. And a larger man with a white Reds hat means it's got to be Pete Rose. And I looked, and I leaned over to my dad. I was like, is that Pete Rose? And next inning, they put it up on the scoreboard, and there it is, Pete Rose. I thought, well... Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, who else was going to be there? Marty was there. It was. I know why they were there. Yes, it was Joe Morgan Day. It was wasn't eight, it? eight 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 and was so the reason. Uh, gotcha. Well, I noticed they were doing um, they were doing giveaways because it was Joe Morgan Day, and so that made sense on why they were all there together to pay tribute to the late great Joe Morgan. And so, did you walk around the the ballpark? Well, Chicken winging your arm like Joe Morgan would. It was interesting. The reason that we saw his saw his wife there, or saw, we were saw Johnny Bench as he was catching his wife's ceremonial first pitch. Yeah, which was um, done on their. They have a little like kids diamond, so they don't do it on the actual diamond. And when his wife got up to do the pitch, she did do the chicken wing. Before she threw the pitch. Of course. And I thought, well, of course, she's got to do that. Yeah, you got to be able to do that to pay tribute to, to Joe Morgan. Uh, good to be back today after uh, a couple of weeks away to allow me to celebrate my 50th birthday. So my <laughs> uh, my odometer rolled over a uh, week before last. So I, I if it's it's not just an illusion, I, I, I probably do look older today because I, I am older. I successfully uh, rolled over to the 5-0. To the so thanks to everyone who had uh, well wishes and birthday wishes, and then also thanks to everybody who helped fill in uh, and cover for over the last couple of weeks, including uh, a whole plethora of people from it was fifteen different people, Grayson County Schools, fifteen from the schools alone, and uh, then uh, to Sam, of course, for uh, for steering the ship uh, during a couple of weeks uh, on the show, and then last week was filled with it was a week full of the way I described it was Sam, you sort of had to be here. And then it was anyone who was publicly willing to be uh, seen with Dennis Cook. Yeah. We, as I said, you know, we had the first week you all were gone. It was great. You know, great guest co-hosts. And then we had to scrape the bottom of the barrel with Dennis Cook week, <laughs> week two. And it was, I mean, but we had a great guest co-host last Monday with Sarah. I mean, yeah, the best part of the Cook family. And then we ended the week with another great part of the Cook family of Gracie. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and, you know, the, the rest of the week, you know, we had, <laughs> we had to deal with It was Dennis. people people willing to be seen in public with Dennis Cook and Doug Robinson. Yes. And, 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 and Sheriff Chaffins, I'm not sure, was willing to be seen with, with Dennis Cook. But yeah, he, he made it happen. He's dealt with worse people, I'm sure. So Yes. Now, you do know that it, it ended with Sheriff Chapin's threatening Dennis for a felony traffic stop this winter. No, I did not know that. Um, yeah, I, so. I, I, I like to just plead ignorance to those types of things <laughs> so that I, I have in uh, no way have, have any level of, uh, of complicity in that regard. So, again, thanks to everybody for uh, filling in. It's going to take couple of days to get settled back in and kind of get into a routine, but looking forward to doing that. School's back in session. Sports season is about to start, so the changing of uh, of chapters here as we go forward. Uh, weather-wise, what to look forward to in the coming days, uh, according to our friends at the uh, Wave 3 storm tracking team, we're going to be... Uh, we'll be wet early half of the day today, but it's going to be warm later on in the week. We'll see um, probably, I think, between the lakes, we'll see 90 as the high tomorrow, Wednesday, maybe break 90 on Thursday or so. And then we'll uh, cool back off a little bit for the weekend. And so just kind of get into this early to mid-August, what we would call the dog days of summer, as we are moving forward. So that's what you have to look forward to weather-wise. As uh, Jefferson County Public Schools go back uh, on Wednesday, Hardin County Schools back today. Uh, Grayson County Schools, of course, started middle of last week. So we're in that back-to-school uh, period of time for um, elementaries, middle, high schools. But now as colleges segue back to the new semester, there is uh, much debate on what to do about the surge in uh, COVID-19 cases that we've been experiencing the last couple of weeks on what to do on four-year universities, what to do on college and technical classes. And so it appears that all four-year public universities, KCTS, going to require masks while indoors as they start the return of the semester. That's also finding its way out into the business community, um, which is a little bit different than what we saw in previous mask mandates. Previous mask mandates were coming from governmental agencies and now you've got quasi-governmental agencies like schools and public institutions and healthcare, et cetera, that are making their own rules. But now you have individual uh, retailers and businesses that are making the decision based on what they feel like is best for their business. And so restaurateurs are having to make a decision on do they require masks uh, worn indoors, at least to and from the seating area, and they have to weigh out will they gain business by doing this, will they lose business by doing this. So you're seeing some of the decision-making being handed back over to individuals rather than governmental agencies or mandates from, from the governor. We've also, of course, you know, seen the last few days – a lot of healthcare workers strongly objecting to being told what they have to do regarding vaccination status, whether that I think that's across the state and, and in a lot of places across the country. And so what we've got this contradictor, contradictorial showdown of things where you've got uh, you've got political ideologies, you've got healthcare ideologies, you've got practical ideologies that are c clashing at this convergence where you've got people who are saying, well, uh, on issues such as my body, my choice, I can do what I want. But then you say, well, you have to get vaccinated. And so we're, we're having a hard time checking all of the boxes and being consistent. And it's it's causing angst. It's causing more hard feelings. It's causing more – it just – we're at this weird intersection of ideologies and beliefs and how to manage what I hope is this last hump of COVID-19. And so it's just very – it's it's challenging. You see people, you, uh, well, you got to be vaccinated. You should be required. A vaccination passport. Say, well, you have to show a passport to buy alcohol or tobacco. Well, that means you're a certain age. You have to have a passport to show that you're at liberty to drive a car. And then the other people say, well, that's not the same thing. You know, it's a, that's not an apples and apples comparison. And so this is what I mean, this murkiness that we're living through on what should be reasonable and what should be expected and how do we work together to get through this 
I don't know that it's a quagmire yet, but it feels quag. It, it feels quagmire-ish. <laughs> Agreed. I don't know what it is. Agreed. I don't know the word to describe it. It's <laughs> perilous times. Hot yeah, mess. it is. Um, and then, of course, COVID uh, restrictions continue to be uh, a club used over the head of Governor Bashir, and in particular at Fancy Farm, which was conducted over the weekend down in Graves County. Uh, talk about, it was kind of a forfeit due to a no-show. There were very few, if any, Democrats, and really not any statewide Democrats that were present. They opted out. The Governor governor Bashir, Lieutenant Governor, um, they... Colin. Pardon me? Oh, Coleman. I, was, I yeah. thought you were Coleman. trying to remember uh, her name. Yeah, well, I, it, I, it was rolling around up there somewhere. They opted out saying that because of the COVID-19 surge and et cetera, et cetera, it was not the place to be on Saturday. But then you see optics of Governor Bashir being at a farmer's market on Saturday, not wearing a mask and talking with people. And so it's one of those, well, that's you're not being consistent with what you're I, – I would have – I would have been more likely to buy your argument that Fancy Farm is not the place to be because of this COVID surge, except then you're in Lexington or Frankfurt going about your business looking like nothing has changed. And so it's it just the optics of that are a little bit different. But what it did do, what Fancy Farm did do is set the stage for some soon-to-be gubernatorial GOP candidates to kind of posture and um, – dip their toe in the water or get kind of some early feelings on how they might be received. Auditor Mike Harmon has already said that he is likely, uh, he is running for governor in the race is not for two years, by the way. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, Ag Commissioner Ryan Quarles, likely. And then I had long believed that Congressman Comer. Yeah, yeah I thought so too, but he uh, says no. Well, He says no now, but I'm wondering how much of the reason he says no is because now you've got former U.N. ambassador and Trump loyalist Kelly Kraft, who says that she's seriously considering getting into the gubernatorial race. So got that, a little money too. Huh? Oh, she absolutely got a little bit of got a little bit of money. Um, so I'm wondering if that has changed his. If it's made him reevaluate that, hey, serving the first congressional district of Kentucky isn't such a bad gig after all, when he, you know, so I don't, I had not heard her name until the weekend. She spoke to the Republican dinner at Fancy Farm on uh, Friday evening and sort of kind of postured that she may be getting into the gubernatorial race. I think she'd be well received. And um, I think she's got. The ability to uh, the ability to do it, but that's um, off in the distance just a little bit. The Olympics, the games of the thirty second Olympiad, came to a conclusion yesterday. Technically, in if you were watching in the United States, they ended yesterday, but because of the time difference, it was almost late Saturday when they came to a conclusion. If you were actually in in Tokyo, what's being called a an erratic pandemic Olympics came to an end, and the torch was handed over, the proverbial torch was handed over to Paris, who will have the games in three years, in 2024, and I'm kind of excited. That's weird to say, in three years. In three years, in 2020, yes, because it's supposed to be, the Mm -hmm. good news is we only have to wait six months for the Winter Olympics. Which is even crazier. Do you not like the Winter Olympics? She just doesn't like the Olympics, period. Oh. But well, it uh, stays on our TV all the time. It, you could have a lot worse on your TV. I could have been watching. We we had it on. We were watching it here during something. the show last week. I loved seeing because <laughs> at this time there was no live events, so they were just playing the random replays. Mm-hmm. So we got to see all kinds of really random events while you all were gone. And <laughs> I hate to be that person that doesn't care for it, but when it's on all the time, it, yeah, it gets on my nerves. Well, we got to watch weightlifting. The the rock climbing was crazy. That and was then, amazing. The sprint the, rock climbing. Yeah, and then the were... when they do like the NASCAR, but it's cycling mm-hmm. around the track. It's yeah. like speed skating with velodrome. The bikes. Yeah, velodrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah. yeah, we learned all kinds of it. Uh, for from the twenty third, when the opening ceremonies began, for us the morning of the twenty third, if a television was on and I was near it, the Olympics were on it. It wasn't that I was necessarily paying attention to it all the time, but it's better than putting for me the national news or anything like that on in the background. It's just something that for two weeks we can take a break from all the covid nonsense and just kind of focus on the great stories that evolve from not just american athletes but uh, athletes from around the around the globe the u.s women won their first olympic gold medal the uh in volleyball we've been good in volleyball over the years but we'd never won the gold medal until yesterday and that gold medal gave us the edge over china gave us 39 golds in the games china had 38 but we were uh, we, being the United States, running away in the medal count with 113 and China at 88 and then the host country, Japan, at 58. Some of the ratings, though, they were saying were abysmal for the Olympics. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One, this is being considered a transitional games. More people were streaming the games than ever before because of the platforms enabled you to watch whatever Olympic sport you wanted to watch at any particular time. Using the NBC Olympics uh, Gold app, you could watch whatever it was that you want. You didn't have to rely upon the four primary networks on television. So that's bringing your numbers down somewhat. But then also you got some people that thought the games were being over-politicized or they were full of protest. Well, as someone who watched... A lot of the games. I don't think there was really any. I didn't see any protest by Americans. I didn't see any protest by anyone. I think the only one was someone from Belarus. Wasn't there something along the lines of that she did something and now she's not allowed back in or she's being put into prison? I I was reading that. Yeah, she was seeking asylum asylum if she returns back. Yeah, Yeah, just but that type of thing is just. You're you're letting people, whether it's the NFL or it's the MLB or things that you decide not to watch because you've allowed someone else to tell you that this protest is going on or that this is happening or that that is happening, and you miss out on so much great things, so many great things that are happening in the games. Like the Alaska swimmer? Absolutely. That was or, awesome. Or Katie Ledecky or Allison Felix or just any of the uh, uh, thing uh, moo. Uh, like just all of the names that you take away from the game. So, I, you know, if you were staying away because you, because you thought the world is too woke – then I really regret that because you missed out on something, uh, missed out on great games. Uh, Kentucky junior, Sidney Sidney McLaughlin, right? Does she even run? It just is amazing to me how she just glides. So uh, she represented the the United States, but also represented the University of Kentucky, and now is a world record holder. Well, I saw that if the University of Kentucky was a country, they would have finished 10th, I think, in medal Yeah, counts. that's right. That would have finished a, a, ahead of a bunch of countries. But then also in the U.S. women's amateur, Jensen Castle won. She didn't even, she didn't even expect to make the cut. She didn't take enough clothes to... Uh, to compete for four days. She's like the 63rd ranked player. Yeah, she's or something 60, 63rd uh, ranking, and she wins the U.S. Amateur, representing the University of Kentucky, so good for her. And then, Sam, I know you were really happy about the Reds sweeping the Pirates. You yeah, were there listen, to see the sweep game. Listen, there is there is not much better things than seeing the pit, city of Pittsburgh have tears as they're walking out of the stadium after being destroyed by the city of Cincinnati. Were there Pittsburgh fans there There yesterday? were probably a dozen. A dozen, maybe, uh, which was nice. Cause <laughs> well, they, they were, were easy to count. They, they were, were outnumbered. Only a dozen. Yeah, and it's nice because they wear that bright yellow, so it was easy to pick them out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it's good. The Reds are playing really, really well. Uh, winners of eight of their last ten. Five games back from the Brewers. We're coming. Did you see any Willie Stargell um, no. jerseys? Or? Roberto Clemente. You'd see <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, of some of those. Uh, and uh, Kyle Larson won NASCAR's race at... Watkins Glen yesterday, eyeing the regular season title. They will go to the road course at Indianapolis coming up this weekend. So I'm sure uh, I knew that was a thing. NASCAR is continuing. Yeah, it's, it's sort of sort of new. They're using it a little bit more, but uh, there you go. It's kind of all wrapped up. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Debbie Childress is going to stop by, and we're going to talk about... Today is Book Lovers Day. It is also Polka Day today, so fire up your favorite polka. 
and uh, dance around. Play the accordion if you want to. It's also day number one of Where's Quacky? Where's Quacky is a chance for you to participate in the uh, upcoming Ducking Hunger Regatta and also win some fabulous prizes. Day number one of Where's Quacky. What you're going to do is you're going to go over to the K105 Facebook page and you will find a picture of Quacky and you have to put in the comments section where Quacky is. And this time tomorrow we will announce one lucky person who will receive their own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. And a K105 t-shirt, so if you're watching along, then uh, perk up and there's, again, don't comment in the show stream. You've got to go to the K105 Facebook page to enter, but we're showing you a picture here of I think I know where that is. Of where, where's Quacky, <laughs> and we say... I've been there once or twice. I have, in this particular location, I have many mixed emotions about this facility. And I have very few memories. Huh, okay, let's, yeah, that would make sense. I, I Let's put it this way. Last Friday night, I had a war <laughs> at the okay. top of this right, place. Don't, don't say too much. No, easy, Sam. Don't want to give it away. No, I'm not. But I, yeah, I can. Uh, so where's Quacky? Day number one. Head over to the K105 Facebook page. You'll find that picture and then comment and tell us where Quacky is. And this time tomorrow, you may be the um, the holder of uh, one of the ducks in the upcoming Ducking Hunger Regatta. And we say good morning to Colonel Debbie Childress from the Grayson County Alliance. Salute. Good morning. Good morning. I'd say at ease, but you've been at ease for a while. I stay, I stay at ease. <laughs> well, it's my attempt to, to stay at ease. Welcome back. Good to see you. Oh, it's good to be here. This is kind of the big kickoff um, in my mind. It's, it's the final big push. To the Ducking Hunger Regatta, which, is it the largest fundraiser for the Alliance throughout the year? It has been in past years, and uh, that's what we're hoping to come back to in 2021. I was thinking about it this morning. This is our sixth year of Ducking Hunger. Wow, six. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if it's, if, it's, if it's not the biggest fundraiser, it needs to be. Right. Um, and the reason I say that it needs to be is I... I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, you and I have had private conversations throughout the year, but it has been over the last 18 months, it has become increasingly obvious due to the pandemic, the vital role that the Alliance plays in the lives of the people that you serve. I know 18 months ago, you thought you all were important and you were. But my thing is, over the last 18 months, we've really realized how vital you are to caring for Grayson Countyans. Have you, is your level of understanding greater than it was before the pandemic? I think so. I think for me, it came in, in two stages. When I first came to the Alliance in 2016, my eyes were opened to the impact the Alliance had made historically for Grayson County. Uh, working these last uh, years as the executive director, I have learned so much about issues of poverty and uh, and why and when families might need us for whatever season of time. And then 2020 hit, and everything that was fluff and stuff fell off, and it was all about basic needs and building those more secure four walls. And so, yes, I think a, a laser focus has been made on uh, the services we provide in short-term and long-term support for families here in Grayson County that are struggling with the issue of hunger, one in five Kentuckians. Yeah, we, you know, going back to when I was a child, the old, you know, they're starving in China and there are kids that are this and there are kids that are that. And we we kind of have a tendency to think that this is a, a an un-American problem. And maybe there's not – maybe starving is uh, too broad a word or maybe too loud a word. But something we have learned a lot about over the last couple of years, or I have, is two words, food insecurity. And food insecurity is a real thing. That's right. If that's when an individual doesn't have adequate – uh, nutrition, sustain a healthy lifestyle. And we can all identify with it on this level. We may not have ever walked up our refrigerator and said, oh, there's nothing in the refrigerator. There's just nothing I want. But we've all experienced that time where we became hangry. Like we couldn't think about anything, but I need something to eat. I can't focus. I can't make progress in other areas. 
And that's what some families are uh, facing every day, every week, or, or a number of times during the week. They're unsure. And when you have to spend your energy and your time on where am I going to get the food, how am I going to secure that, and getting that settled, you don't have a lot of time and energy to focus on all the other things that can move you forward. Yeah, it's it's amazing how when you just look at the science of it. I, I mean, when I was a child, the food pyramid and, you know, uh, food groups and, you know, putting these things together and putting that thing together. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, I get it. I understand. But when you look at the science of it, that food is fuel mm-hmm. in the same way that you put fuel in your farm machinery, in your car, in your uh, remote control cars in the form of batteries. That's what food is to humans. And when you are when you are using uh, the wrong fuel, mm-hmm. you get the wrong outcomes for from what you what you want. You're not able to just as you mentioned focus. You're not able to compete, which means scholastically you don't do as well. You're more likely to be irritable, which makes you which leads you to make rash decisions. And so. Having the right amount of food, but the right kinds of food is also extremely important. Absolutely. Uh, That's why we're working hard to provide uh, that basic food that can help people through the USDA product, but also through the things from people's donations and uh, food drives that we can uh, balance that load. Uh, We try really hard to focus on a lot of uh, produce throughout the year, take advantage of every uh, opportunity. Uh, As neighbors, you all have had a bird's eye view of uh, the the demands that are placed on our agency, especially during 2020. Uh, Neighbors up the road, we apologize again for the traffic we created over the past 18 months. We think we have it pretty much under control now, but uh, People desire to have uh, good food support and healthy foods, but that's the most expensive thing in the grocery. And if you have to pick and choose between a full tummy and a product that's going to deteriorate quickly, you you make those hard choices some days. Yeah. I also think um, uh, from a parental standpoint, you make lots of sacrifices for your children. And... Uh, you will go without something before you will allow your child to go without something that they really need. But sometimes I think it's important that we remind ourselves that there has to be a balance with that. And I, and, and here's the reason I say it's, it's an idea, uh, an ideology I like to call protecting the host. If you don't protect the host or the mothership, then it will cease to exist. And then all the things that are orbiting around it, will will fail as well. Uh, if you fly on an aircraft, you'll notice that when they give you the safety demonstration, the instruction is to put your oxygen mask yes. on first before you help those around you. And so this is another important role that the Alliance plays in the lives of people that you serve and the families is that hopefully you're treating everyone like everybody who's in the equation because if you're a parent who's malnourished or not nourished properly, you're not going to be the best parent that you can be because your decision-making will suffer. And so it's not just, you know, the kids get our attention, but I know at the Alliance you all are sort of focusing on the whole family unit and making sure they have what they need. Absolutely. I actually had a family come in one summer and tell me that, uh, privately that they had been skipping breakfast so that the kids could have breakfast. And I, I just had to look them in the eye and said, listen, if you get sick, who cares for your children? Like there has to be a balance. And so, yes, we do look at the whole family, whether it's uh, our help with tax preparation for free and we save families that money of tax filing and we help them the most, best way we can with that. Maybe it's our referral service that where we connect them with another resource. See, our mission is not just feeding our community, but we want to teach life skills and empower family stability. And we do that through our classroom. We have nutrition, financial classes. We're expanding all of that as we get back into more regular routines again. But we want families to make progress. Honestly, Mark, I'd like to work myself out of a job. I'd be just fine (laughs) if nobody in Grayson County was hungry. I bet I could find something else to do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that you could. Now, um, to do what you do, I don't necessarily like the phrase, it takes a village, because in ways of the origins of it, but it's a true statement. It requires an army to operate. I know you have a staff and a team that does the core and is the nucleus 
of your uh, of the programs that you offer but you have a huge amount of volunteers and companies that come in and help and I, I I see photos of it. I see you know I talk with people about they go and they volunteer. You you all cannot do this alone, correct? Oh, absolutely not. We are we serve a government program, but we don't receive government funding. We rely so much on the volunteers. In 2020, I was able to count 540 different individual volunteers that participated on some level for the alliance, and that and that doesn't catch everybody because sometimes there's things going on that it just comes to me later. Uh, we each year rely heavily on volunteers. We depend heavily on those that participate in our fundraisers and do those fu- food drives that do donation drives. All of that comes into play. We're a grant funded, individually funded agency, and we're going in our 21st year of serving Grayson County. We have uh, a passion for this county to grow stronger and healthier and just make progress. I have really enjoyed over the last couple of years these made-for-television golf uh, outings called The Match. And the most recent one, which was out in Big Sky Country, was all about contributing to Feeding America. And they, you know, if they if they hit a, a shot here, they hit a shot there. Then they would say, okay, it's there's a hundred thousand meals to feeding America, and and what they use it as is an example to show the power of one dollar. Mm-hmm. What one dollar can do, I could go to the store and and I get one dollar's worth of stuff, but you could use that dollar and it's worth ten times what it is to me, or, or some weird multiple. And th- I say that to say this. The value of a dollar to you is extremely important, and you can do a huge amount with one dollar. Absolutely, absolutely. If you talk in just relation to ducking hunger itself, every $5 ticket sold sponsors 13 meals. So it's the equivalent because our buying power is better because we are a member food pantry of Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland. And so we get a better price point for every dollar. So uh, when you think about it, if you give a dollar to the Alliance, 96 cents of that is literally going in to uh, the supportive service of clients. Uh, We have such a low overhead because of our minimal staffing and our huge volunteer base. Ducking Hunger Regatta, and you said the sixth? Yes. Returns in its—I um, don't know if it's the original format, but, it is. but back to its 2019 format. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll be at the Litchfield Aquatic Center. We'll be on Labor Day. We'll be at 6 p.m. wrapping up the Labor Day weekend. Someone is going to walk away with uh, maybe a thousand dollars as the grand prize, but you've got to be holding the winning duck of the Ducking Hunger Regatta. Kind of explain how it works. Okay, so we have uh, two thousand little rubber ducks that are all numbered and the every ticket that's sold the only those ducks race now this is it folks this is the year that we want to adopt all 2,000 ducks we need them to race to bring up uh, that financial support that the alliance needs it's a possible $10,000 fundraiser for the food pantry if we just adopt the ducks so these 2,000 little ducks will get dumped into the lazy river and they will race I mean, that river gets turned up wide, <laughs> wide open. They turn it up to 11. <laughs> yes, right. It was intense last year. <laughs> yeah, it well, was the, intense. Well, yeah. last year was a different <laughs> duck. And a, well, that was <laughs> my first ever experience with a ducking hunger regatta, and it, I remember that we had like a photo finish almost at the end. Yeah. yeah it did get it, it did get dicey. It, it, yeah. it was a, yeah, a feather, But not the a Litchfield nose. Aquatic Center is... The, the Lazy River at the Aquatic Center is the perfect venue for oh, this. Oh, absolutely. Great place to be, uh, easy access for anybody. And the ducks go in, they race. We usually do about three heats. So we'll pluck those lucky ducks out of each heat, and those w- heat winners go in for the final race. Uh, the, the, la- the first duck across the finish line in the final heat is the $1,000 cash prize. We have a, f- a second and third place of family passes to the Aquatic Center. Uh, and every 100% of this is staying right here in Grayson County to help our friends and neighbors who are food insecure. Yeah, uh, 100% of the proceeds for this go straight into the Grayson County Alliance. And as you mentioned, uh, 2,000 ducks, so uh, $10,000 is what you could generate on that. But there are also corporate sponsorships that are available, Absolutely. ranging from 200, uh, 100 to 200 to Fifty, and so you can make a big difference in doing that. Guess what? I'm here to tell you, she'll accept any amount of money that you want to donate <laughs> uh, for, your, for your corp, uh, for your corporate sponsorship. But um, you, you you brought 
Yeah, Quacky's here to Quacky's see you guys. With you. I noticed Quacky was kind of peeking through the window during yeah. the first segment today. He's been known to be peeking duck. <laughs> I got it. Um, you and you, do you stay awake late at night coming up with your duck puns? I don't have you, to. They just come to me. Every, it's a sickness. Every time I see you, you have a new one well, that you a, didn't have the last another, time. Another so. feather in my cap. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I guess we could just let you go and just see how many of them you could you could rattle. They off. just flock to me. Ah, I see. Um, you also have, for convenience this year, a QR code. So you, on various literature and on the website and on places, will it work? Do you, do Absolutely. You it, will it work if you put it on your camera, you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We can, we can try it and Here, see. If, it might be easier on mine. Let's see. Anyone who wants yeah. to point their camera at that or their camera at that QR code while it's on screen, and if you take a picture of that and you follow the link, you can... You can buy your duck Ducks. right now. You can just you, you can you can purchase the lucky duck. It, it's that easy. Or go to our uh, website. It's the first thing that pops up on our website: gc-alliance.com. Listen, I, there is no reason. There is absolutely no reason that we should have any of these ducks that are not adopted for the ducking hunger regatta. I think this is the year. Like we've all needed something fun to look at. Twenty twenty, and and I just want to say thank you to Tourism and K-105 for their faithfulness to this event. Uh, you guys made it happen last year. You all, we were, we were, we were stuck. There was no getting uh, this going last year without you all. And so you all made it possible starting Where's Quacky. You all made it possible, the production, uh, all of those things. And we just thank you so much. Uh, but this is the year, folks. Come on, let's have some fun. Uh, the Yellow Ducks are funny. They're fun, but it's a serious issue of hunger. And so uh, I just challenge everybody. I'm just telling you, if Debbie walks up to you and says, do you want to sponsor a duck? The answer is yes. You don't <laughs> say no. And then she says, how many would you like? And you say, ah, let's do five. Let's do, right. You can you can do multiples, correct? Yes, Easy absolutely. All right. So there she is, Colonel Debbie Childress from the uh, Grayson County Alliance. Uh, thank you for coming in <laughs> and helping us kick off day, day number one of Where's Quacky? And... Uh, Keep, keep us up to date on how things are going, okay? Will do. All right. So, Colonel Debbie Childress, we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more. Hang around here on In the Know. Song, song of the South. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. There ain't nobody looking back again. Did you know? Cotton on the road. Manhole covers are round, so they can't fall in the opening. I think I did know that. You did know that? I think I did know that. Where did you learn that? Did you learn that in a class at school? Was oh, yeah. it a class that taught that? It was Manhole 101 Manhole in 101. I got it. Okay. You must have went to a real special school. <laughs> Can we do it down at Western? <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So there's construction there. going on. Yeah, construction going on 24-7 down on that campus. So By you, the way, be ready those it. of you that are getting in the Ducking Hunger Regatta, they're picking up your duck, just know you're competing against us because we already got our ducks. We've got... Do we have five? We were training four? them, at, training them in, we didn't. in the creek <laughs> last week. Listen, she's a professional duck raiser over there. She knows how true. to maximize Soccer and get, coach, them duck raiser. Out of the, get the most out of uh, the ducks. Here's today's water cooler question. I'm uh, going to give you four tickets to Beach Bend. If you can uh, be the winner on today's water cooler question, you text your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000 is the number that you text your answer to. Uh, 12% of people say this smell makes them happy. 12% of people say this smell makes them happy. What is it? Text the answer to 270-259-6000. We've got an excess of tickets and only a little ma- a bit of summer left, so I'm going to give away four tickets to Beach Bend today. If you can text the answer to 270-259-6000, 12 out of 100 people say this smell makes them happy. What is it? I know it makes Miss Buckles happy over there. Oh. <laughs> well, so I've written down... Mine, but I, I would have thought it would be higher than twelve percent. Like twelve percent. Yep. The Suicide Squad tanks box office with twenty six million dollars, which is the worst start for the franchise. Jungle Cruise at uh, sixty five point three million dollars. 
Old at 38.5 million, Black Widow, Stillwater, The Green Knight, Space Jam 2, Snake Eyes, Escape Room, and F9. I've not seen any of those. I have a friend who saw Suicide Squad and said it was great. He said it was great. He said it was fantastic. Hmm. He saw it over the weekend. I don't know. I'm just, doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. I do want to see Jungle Cruise. Me too. Because I want to. Dwayne Johnson last night, I got to tell you, speaking of the Olympics, I am making a pledge to try and pay as much attention as possible to the Paralympic Games, which start on August 23rd. And so there are people with disabilities that are competing. So after after they have the Olympic Games, Tokyo also hosts, and they've got, I think, 22 different sports, swimming and uh, wheelchair basketball and all those things. And I just kind of want to I want to give them the same respect and the same support that I would give in the normal Olympic Games. But because it's two, a couple of weeks later, sometimes it evaporates. You know, it's like, okay, well, th- those are over. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that, you know, they get an opportunity because there's some really great stories. The reason I thought of that is because Dwayne Johnson last night did the setup for it about some of the things, some of the athletes that you'll see competing oh, they're great in the Paralympic too. Games. And I mean, fantastic athletes. The one, the, the one Toyota commercial that they've been running during the Tokyo Games about the the swimmer who lost her legs, yes. she yes. was adopted, yep. Yep. and it was like, that gets me every time. I was like, oh, yeah. I wish they'd quit showing that because it makes me, it makes me emotional when I see it, so. Now, now, Christy, I know you said you don't like the Olympics, but did you see the the Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart? Did you see that? I saw that. I was going to say, if there was one thing I felt like that would get you into the Olympics, I felt like it would be Snoop. I did not. I saw saw the the best of. They did a compilation last night during the Tokyo Gold Show where they took the best moments of Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg. Him talking about equestrian. I didn't, I didn't see that one, but they got to just, it was basically like Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, watch the Olympics, Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, yeah. where they just sit there and say, look at that guy, or they would make fun of the announcers. <laughs> like, why is he dragging it out like that? You know, and there will be a gold medal. Just put it all together, he said. So it was, yeah. it's, it was pretty fun. You know, we were talking about it last week, and I think... Some, well, whoever our guest co-host was asked, can we share it? I was like, well, probably not on air. <laughs> yeah. Snoop, Snoop's not necessarily the cleanest. Uh, well, yeah, that was the other thing. When they were showing it on television, they had to do a lot of bleeps where yeah, they was probably weren't doing so much bleeps on the, on the peacock. So 12% of people say this smell makes them happy. Uh, looks like Belinda is the winner. And clean sheets <laughs> is the answer. Clean hmm. sheets. Yeah? I do love that. You always make a comment. Oh, these sheets smell so good. So there you go. Uh, Congratulations. Clean sheets is the answer. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Wrap it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Kind of going back to the water cooler question. What weird smell do you actually enjoy? What weird smell do you actually enjoy? Well, I mean, I enjoy the, the smell of fuel. Yeah, kind of a little I bit of in that. gasoline yeah, as well. Like exhaust. Yeah. Exhaust? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Because exhaust is different to me. It's a little different than, than uh, no, I don't gasoline or petrol. I feel like the older I get, the more I dislike it. Yeah. But when I was younger, I'd like that. Hmm. Probably explains a lot. Maybe. <laughs> I, and I always struggle with well, what's weird? If I like it, I'm less likely yeah. to consider it so being weird. I wanted to say like a fresh mown lawn, but I don't think that that's odd. No, I don't See, think that's weird. Now at all. my allergies say no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. No way. Do not like that. I can, Can't go sniffing that or you're going to be. <laughs> I can understand that. On uh, television tonight. Um, no not Olympics. The, not the Olympics. Yeah. Actually, there are. Um, <laughs> NBC Sports Network, because they don't have anything else to show in the middle of the week, they are showing some repeats of the Olympics. If you okay. Hopefully they got the climbing. That was really cool. I watched that for again. For whatever reason. That looked like Spider-Man. They were just yeah. climbing up the wall. Because we were just sitting there watching, and Dennis Cook, like, he, he lost. He went into a trance watching them up there on how fast they were moving. 
Yeah, I guess for Dennis, <laughs> climbing a wall would be like Martians coming to Earth and walking around. You said it, not me. <laughs> he can defend himself tomorrow. Is he going to be here tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. I-, I believe so. I think so. I hope so. Uh, he needs to <laughs> – I need an accounting of his last week. And uh, apparently we- I need to know more about this incident with Sheriff Chaffins. Oh, yeah, yeah they, me too. They were going at one another. It's the season 17 finale of The Bachelorette on ABC tonight. Thank goodness. I've been waiting for that. On HGTV, series premiere of Cheap Old Houses. There's a lot, there's a lot of programming in that space. <laughs> isn't that fair to, isn't that fair fair. to say? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, I always talk about the, the people, the, the monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the car wash or the golf scramble or the, like, whatever it is. Chip and JoJo... Became hugely successful, and then everybody said, well, we can do a show like that. Well, my dad was telling me yesterday they were playing – Vanilla Ice is coming to play after one of the Reds games in a couple of weeks. And my dad <laughs> said, well, did you know Vanilla Ice has apparently become a big star on HGTV? Yeah. Apparently he's got – I had no idea. I didn't know that Vanilla Ice had that in him. Yeah. Well, and I watch HGTV, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, what? you you watch Christina on the coast, yes. and then there's just... Well, apparently Vanilla Ice has a show. Listed. The amount, yeah, it's... Uh, no. No. My mom, love it or list it, drives my mom nuts anymore. Oh. Yeah, yeah. it's not as good as it, what, what it was yeah. before. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1945, three days after the atomic bombing of Hiroshima, a U.S. B-29 superfortress codenamed Boxcar dropped a nuclear device called Fat Man on Nagasaki. In 1910, the U.S. Patent Office granted Alva Fisher, a, the Hurley Machine Company, a patent for an electrically powered washing machine. Jesse Owens won his fourth gold medal in the Berlin Olympics, this date 1936. Michael Phelps won his 20th and 21st Olympic gold medals at the Rio Games five years ago today. He did very well in his analysis. I was yeah, impressed. Yeah, he wasn't. I noticed that... Uh, they used him sparingly. Mm-hmm. You know, they used him for the big races, and I don't know if that was just to not overload him. Or... And so did Tony Hawk. I thought Tony Hawk yeah, did Tony a Hawk got a fine job. I didn't watch so much of the skateboarding. I forgot it was a thing, and I looked up, and there was Tony Hawk on my TV. I, thought, I was disappointed he... to find out that they had they had gotten me excited about breakdancing, only come to find out breakdancing is not until the Paris Games. Yeah, see, that's why I thought you guys, you were not here last week. I mm. thought you were competing in well, Tokyo. I was watching. That's why we had the TV on, because we went were waiting. Over there, I went over there and looked for the sign-up, and they said, uh, <laughs> that's not until... 2024, and I said, well... you got more time to train. While we're here, I guess we'll see the sights of Tokyo. <laughs> Sam Elliott is 77 today. So, um, Sam Elliott's been in a lot of great things. Great mustache, I mean, too. The star is bo- a Star is Born. He was in that more recently. He was um, The Ranch. Mm-hmm. He was the dad in that. Awesome. And he's going to be in... He's going to be in the Yellowstone prequel, the Yellowstone, the Y, 1883. Uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are going to be one of the early Dutton couples, but Sam Elliott plays a role in the Yellowstone prequel, which I think will be great. Okay. Melanie Griffith is 64 today. Wow. Hoda Kotb is 57 today. Pro and college football Hall of Famer Deion Sanders. Am I required to say coach? Do I have to say coach yeah. Deion Sanders? Coach Prime. Coach Prime. And former Cincinnati Red, too. Oh, yeah, he was that. He's 54 today. So he probably won't grant my request for interviews if I don't properly call him yeah. coach. Coach Prime. So uh, Deion Sanders is 54. Chris Cuomo is 51. Anna Kendrick is 36 today. she do that Cups song? Yeah. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. Whitney Houston was born this date in 1963. Let's see if we can find a chart topper. We don't have a lot of time left for today. Um, 1957. Debbie Reynolds. Dennis was very upset that uh, we missed. We had a chance to play Prince but ran out of time multiple times last week. And he is a big fan of Bat Dance by Prince, but we ran out of time for it. Dennis is a big fan of Bat Dance? By Prince. I, I learned that. All right. Apparently he just likes Batman. So. 1966. Oh, okay. I see. I think it's the Batman connection. Yeah, got it. Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Listen to me. Little Red Riding Hood. Little Red Riding Hood.
did you learn any other things about Dennis last week that I need to know about? <laughs> um, I took, I made notes. We okay. got a long list of notes. You have a new dossier that Correct. you didn't have before? Correct. Very good. The Bee Gees, number one, 1975. We dove more into his fear of birds. Hmm. Um, he has a fear of birds. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't uh-huh. know that. Yes, he's terrified of birds because he, quote, unquote, can't trust them. Can't trust them. They move too fast. What about Big Bird? Apparently, he had an incident when he was younger with said bird. With one bird in particular or a group of birds? I I didn't prod any birds. I think I'll drill down on this a little more tomorrow. (laughs) The Jacksons, number one in 84. I forgot that... uh, Mick Jagger helped out on this song. He celebrated a birthday while you all were gone. That's what we were Mick doing. Jagger. We were celebrating Mick Jagger's birthday while trying to. Surprisingly, he's only like thing. 78 or something, which I would have thought looking at him that he was at least in his 90s. The Proclaimers. I'm going to be. 1993. One of the best songs from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. So how many miles did he go? One hundred and then more. He won a thousand. Five hundred, five hundred more. Let's go to nineteen. No, twenty oh two. And pink, just like a pill. And songs that old. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. And you can tell pink looks a lot younger then. And Katy Perry number one, twenty eleven, with last Friday night. And. Gabby Barrett, I hope, number one a year ago today. So there you go. There are your chalk toppers. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The best view comes after the hardest climb. The best view comes after the hardest climb. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.